Jason Tatum had a big game. Marcus Smart got tossed. Then the Celtics tried to give it away by forgetting how to box out, but they came through in the end, and that's what's really most important. I'm going to talk about it all right now on a bonus Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. We're here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day, Monday through Friday, plus this bonus podcast, which all of a sudden I'm doing this at 3 a.m. Well, oh yeah, we're springing forward. It was 2 a.m., now it's 3 a.m., uh, but I'm happy to lose the hour of sleep, I suppose, because then we get 7 p.m. sunsets. Oh, great. I finally get my vitamin D back, and I... <laughs> My seasonal affective disorder can go away. I'm very happy about that. Uh, I'm John Corrales. I uh, cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Used to play once upon a time. And uh, also written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Uh, if you're not subscribed to this podcast, get it wherever you get your podcast. Watch the show on YouTube. This is a quick bonus podcast uh, for you. If you want to listen through Sunday, if you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, why is it so late or whatever the time is. Uh, it's something to get you through because, uh, I'll do another podcast for you Sunday night into Monday for, uh, for you to go to work with. So Boston Celtics get the win over the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, the final score was 134, 125. Uh, big picture, big picture is the Celtics came out. They came out strong. They built a lead of, I think the biggest lead was 16 or 17. Uh, they withstood a run. The Atlanta Hawks made a run. Every team makes a run. They took the punch. They answered back. They made some big plays down the stretch and they beat a team that's potentially a first round playoff opponent. So in the big picture, in the, 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 the 30,000 foot view, this is nice win, good win going to, you know, going to the road. Uh, the Hawks were in a back to back. Trey Young has a good shooting night, uh, has a, a big night, 35 points, 13 assists, and you still manage to to win the game because you you kind of limit the rest of the guys enough, or I shouldn't even say limit the rest of the guys enough. You basically outscored the rest of the guys enough to get to uh, to get to the 134, 125 win, 125 points, just too many points to give up. But in the first quarter, it didn't seem like anybody was interested in playing any defense. Second quarter was when the Celtics really turned things around and and held the Hawks to 23 points, outscored the, the Hawks by 11. In that quarter, Jalen Brown was big in that quarter. Derek White was big in that quarter. Uh, that That's really, I think, where the Celtics separated themselves in the second quarter. So the first quarter was a back and forth. Just everybody was scoring. It was all-star game level. No defense being played. Second quarter, the Celtics got stops. It was one and done for the Hawks. That was big. They started rebounding, and they started running off of misses, off of off of turnovers, all of that, and and they really started to separate themselves. They the third quarter was pretty much kind of played even. They added a couple of points 
to the lead there. And then they gave up those points in, in the fourth quarter, which was another kind of, they gave up 36 points in the fourth quarter. That's way too many points. The fourth quarter, was, the hallmark there was five offensive rebounds for the Atlanta Hawks. It seemed like if the Celtics could have just eliminated those offensive rebounds and just boxed out, this would have been a much easier game. Maybe we, we wouldn't have seen uh, Marcus Smart go off on Trey Young and get, get ejected, which is an interesting kind of scenario. Now, do I think Trey Young actually kicked? If you didn't see it, Trey Young drives left, gets past Marcus Smart, Smart fouls him. Uh, Young's right foot kind of goes up and into Marcus Smart's nether regions, gets kicked in the boys down there, and he goes up to Trey Young, and, and they have words. Now, what happens next in the video? People will say, oh, John Collins came over and knocked them both down. Yeah, if you really watch closely, you'll see maybe, maybe Collins knocked Smart down, but whatever it was, when Smart went down, he definitely grabbed Trey Young. I'm sorry to say it. I'm sorry to say it, but he definitely took Trey Young down with him. That was trying to be slick, but I don't think those two like each other and that they've had issues in the past. But the ref saw it. I saw it. He he fell. However he went down, he took Trey Young with him. So I, I feel like that, that was just a complete lack, a loss of composure there. There's a stretch. Let me just get this out of the way because people, people on Twitter gave me a bunch of crap for saying that I still feel like the, the, the stretch run was problematic. Or not problematic. It was bothersome is the word that I use. It was it was bothersome. With a minute 45 left or so, minute 47, I think it was, Sadiq Bay takes a three-pointer. It's in transition. Jalen Brown's coming down the middle, and he kind of veers over to the left, and he kind of lazily closes out on Sadiq Bay. Did he, did he land in Sadiq Bay's landing spot? Was he close enough? Whatever it was, People will argue that wasn't a foul. Okay, fine. We can argue it wasn't a foul. But the fact is that he kind of took this lazy route to get to Sadiq Bay. He was in the vicinity. He gave the officials something to go with. He was kind of close enough. And whether you think it was a foul or not, he was close enough for that to be made. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it, there, there's some debate there, right? And if you're in the area, and you give the opportunity, the official, to, an opportunity to make the call, and he makes the call, then you know what? I'm sorry. That's on you. That's on you. It's a bad call. It's a bad call. But you know what? That lazy thing that he did, you gave up a four-point play. You were up 10 with less than two minutes to go. All of a sudden, you're up six. It's just a bad play. Don't give the ref the opportunity to screw you. Don't do it. Close out hard. Stop short. Be disciplined. It's the same thing. It's the same concept as any other closeout in the game. Do it right. Do it with discipline. And don't put yourself in a position to let the referee make a bad call. And he did. I'm sorry. That's how it goes. So lack of discipline there 
from Jalen Brown and especially a lack of discipline from uh, Marcus Smart because he he chose to go after Trey Young. And at that point, it was less than 10 points. That That's an opportunity. If he gets – now, he got tossed. I thought it was an and one. So I was especially like – so now there's an and one and the tech and whatever else. Yeah, there was an opportunity there. I thought there was a five-point swing coming. Luckily, they only got the, the two free throws. They call the foul on the floor. But Marcus can't put your teammates, man. You can't put your teammates out there in that position at that point of the game. Like, understand, even, even if, I mean, even if you get that, if you think it's an intentional kick to the nuts, you, you, you still have to like pick your spots. Do it after the game. Go after them after the game, right? Do that. Now you have to worry about, is, is there a suspension coming? Because you know Marcus has that, that reputation. So I, I feel like two, two instances down the stretch where the Celtics could have easily cruised to a win. And it starts with the offensive rebound. No doubt about it. It starts with the offensive rebound. Starts with the turnovers. Those two things. Clean those two things up. And this situation never even, it never comes down to these other things. So if there's a lesson there, it's do your job, do it well, close the game out, close the game out better, and you won't see these these other things happening. But then when you're, okay, so so. You've made a couple of mistakes. You haven't been boxing out. You gave up. Uh, you know, you turn the ball over on the break. Could have been a ten-point game or or something in that in that point where Marcus Smart turned the ball over. And then the other things happen. You just got to be better. You just got to be better. Am I am I crapping on the Celtics win? No, I'm not crapping on the Celtics win. I'm just saying they could be better when you're closing out a team like Atlanta. You got to be more disciplined. That's all. They did a they did a good job. They were up sixteen. They it didn't get into the twenties. It never like they got down to five. So every team makes a run. But I'm looking for it, this. This isn't even about this game anymore. What I'm talking about. It's not even about this game. What this is about is closing teams out down the stretch having that discipline to close teams out. And I thought they did a better job than they have in the past because they held on and they didn't let it go. They didn't let it go from five to four to two to tie and then overtime and lose in overtime, which we've seen. They held them off. Al Horford coming up huge down the stretch, huge down the stretch. You know, that's, that's, I'm totally like, Let's be clear about that. That's great that they were able to close them out. This is a good win. The Hawks are, they're a team that should be better than they are, but hey, good for the Celtics for closing them out. But at the same time, that stretch from a minute 47 to like basically a minute long stretch there, minute 47 to like 45 seconds. But by, by the time Al Horford gets that block shot on John Collins, that little stretch there, 
that's that's the loss of focus. That's the loss of discipline. That against a better team, if you do that against Milwaukee in that exact same situation, you're losing that game. You do that against any other team you're going to face in the playoffs, you're probably going to lose in that situation. So yeah, am I being tougher on this on this team at that spot? Yes, I am. Because they're preparing for a run to the finals. They want to win a championship. Can't have those minute-long lapses as egregious as they were, Marcus Smarts especially, but giving up a four-point play in that spot, can't be doing that. That's all I'm saying. Jason Tatum was uh, awesome in this game. 34 points, 15 rebounds, 6 assists. This game kind of gives some legitimacy, I think, to my plan for resting him. The Celtics had two days off before this game, and he came out looking uh, spry. He came out looking springy and fast. The Hawks' defense might actually do that for some people, but the, uh, the, the, the two days off certainly helped. So now he gets a day off before Houston and a day off before Minnesota, and I say take the Portland game off next Friday. I did see someone in the comments saying, please, no, I'm going to this game. I want to see him play. I'm sorry. I get it. This is the tough part of this. This is the tough part of this. Do I want every fan to go out there and see Jason Tatum? You paid the money. Of course I do. Of course I want you to go see Jason Tatum. At the same time, I'm thinking about what do the Celtics need to do to win a championship? And for me, sitting him against Portland, sitting him, uh, on the other back-to-back at home and against Utah, and then the Toronto one at the beginning of April, those make sense to me. If you sit him against Portland, then he's got two days off before Utah, two days off before Sacramento, two days off before Indiana. That's just it. It just makes sense to me. So I see this game as my evidence. Um, am I stretching it? Am I being, you know, I I don't know. I, I don't maybe. Maybe it's, is it because he had two days off or is it because he was playing the Hawks? I mean, you're playing the the Rockets next and then Minnesota. And then, you know, you're not playing exactly the best defenses in the world. So I can sit there and say, Hey, the two days off really helped. They obviously do. I mean, two days off helps, but I'm taking that as my evidence uh, that uh, the two days off is part of the, uh, part of the, 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 the winning plan, I should say for Jason Tatum. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, the offensive rebounding was atrocious. They 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 gotta you gotta you gotta box out. I mean, how many times are you gonna say that? You gotta box out. Um, and that's just that's just effort. And I think I think there was some some part of this game that was some of the same problems the Celtics have had before, but. I, th- I think that's just something you're just going to have to expect. Good team against the eighth seed or play-in tournament team. It's going to happen. Uh, Derek White was great. Um, as usual, 18 points on 7 of 10 shooting. Malcolm Brogdon was great. 18 points for him on 8 of 12 shooting. Two big contributions there. Sam Hauser did exactly what we want Sam Hauser to do. 4 of 5 from uh, 3. So Sam, I think, had a, a good game. Jalen Brown had a good game. For the most part, that lapse is, is something that really does stick with me. And he had some some kind of – I'm surprised he only had one turnover. He lost the ball a bunch, but they got it back. 
but generally he had a, a really good game, uh, 24 points, 10 of 18 shooting. Didn't shoot well from three, but I thought he took a, a couple of uh, couple of quick ones. But other other than that, 24 points, seven assists, five rebounds, two steals. Nice game from JB. All right, uh, the last bit, Blake Griffin uh, played 15 minutes. Grant Williams played zero minutes. That's something that I'm going to save for tomorrow's show because I think it's a, a greater discussion. The Grant Williams, Blake Griffin, uh, I'm writing about it for Boston Sports Journal. That's going to be on there. Um, I'll talk about that on BSJ. So if you want to read that there, you can. Uh, otherwise, uh, you'll hear it. You'll hear my thoughts on tomorrow's podcast. So subscribe. Uh, we'll talk about it there. Going back to the Monday through Friday, the full half hour. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Watch the show on YouTube. Subscribe there. Hop into the comment section. I'd love it if you share the podcast. Tell your friends and everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.